welcome to episode 219 of Nerds Eye View. This is for the last weekend of, what is it, March? Yeah. I don't know, months. Yeah, we made it. Who knows yes, months? It's the end, the end of March. We barely made it, though, because something was slowly walking after us. Let's get into the top 10, though. What are you even doing? Did no? you say what episode number it is? Yeah, 219. Did you say who's with us? No. No, they don't need to matter. know who we are. Do you want to say what we're reviewing? I didn't hurt at all. Uh, don't worry. You know what? I just wanted to get into it and just hit the ground running because we've already been here for like four hours. Who cares about the guests, right? I mean, he just sits here, comes on his own of his own volition. Wait, wasn't I wasn't I asked to come here? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I was asked to come here. But see, I just assumed they knew the so. sultry sounds of your voice, and you didn't need an introduction. Your voice precedes you. You're doing better. <laughs> Continue. What about my voice? How how does it touch your sultry well, ears? Well, Nathan. How does it fill your ear holes? Uh, voluptuously. Oh, voluptuously. I always said that my voice had a girth to it. Uh, <laughs> it's a girthy voice. I'm not going to lie. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and and I, I should say, most of our listeners should know you uh, as the writer of the comic series The Shrouded City. The Shrouded City, you say? Yeah. I don't think they do know that, but <laughs> well, I appreciate should. it. I, think if I you know s- it now. I think still, if you go to benviewnetwork.com slash comic, uh, it'll take you to the page to buy I your comic. So. I hope so. I think that's still active. <laughs> Let's check that. It's just going to be a permanent... A- unless you've changed... Let's take an awkward pause to check if it's still... There. Unless you've changed no. what page you buy your comics from. I don't think so, so far. We're still redirecting that, so yeah. that's a that's a real easy uh, URL for people to remember. Nice. Nice. Who are you, though? I'm Andrew. Oh, I'm here every week. See, yeah, that's why I didn't... I didn't recognize you. Even I was here last week when no one else was. That's true. I I came in, I read, I said some words, and I pressed a button, and the old clips played. And then you played the Charlie Brown song? Yeah. You just being by yourself? (laughs) Just podcasting. It's kind of cold today. (laughs) He got out out his little... He was kind of lonely. I'm doing like a weird, lonely NPR. (laughs) The weather outside... Uh, it's 68 uh, degrees. <laughs> and then you got out the your little... The children running in the streets. Andrew class. Uh, <laughs> you got out your little piano at that this point. Ding, ding. Is nerds I you. And you, <laughs> s- you started playing your little piano, and then and then it, 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 you like hit the button, so it kept playing by itself. Yeah. And then you started dancing. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is that was good for I've audio podcasts. Yeah, it's really good. This is the saddest like, song I've ever known, Chopsticks. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, this, this week we'll be talking about films. Films. Uh, films, the people who make them, people who love films. them. Lonely desires and wishes for friendship. <laughs> All right, so Sorry, what are we I, doing this episode? I always love a quality uh, Ira Glass impression. Mm. And uh, if if any if anyone out there listens, you to, just kind of grab your nose. If you listen to ah. Gilmore Guys, the podcast Gilmore Guys, <laughs> one of the hosts, he does a really great Ira Glass because he's always talking about uh, the Gilmore Girls is structured not like other TV shows. They they are a five five act structure. So when they transition to a talking about another scene, sometimes they'll go. Act two. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, yeah, what do we... Um, we're going to review It Follows. It Follows. Which is a horror film, mm-hmm. which we don't normally review. Because, because of more me. than a horror film. Because of me. I don't oh, like horror films. I'm a scaredy cat. Which makes it really fun to sit which next to him you- in the theater. <laughs> really good. We'll get his, his fear is palpable. And there are several times where <laughs> I was totally fine. Oh, no, I was worried about that. I was totally fine. And then I could feel him tense up. And then I started tensing up. So it actually makes the movie scarier. Oh, it, oh yeah. Horror movies are great with someone who reacts. Like, mm-hmm. huh. like, I'll, I'll sit there like stone cold. Like, I'm not even watching the movie. I'm just, I'm not going to give anything away. <laughs> I'm Dude, not going to give them the satisfaction. I'm just, just going to send it inward to make my heart palpitate really bad. 
<laughs> do you do that for like sad movies too? Like Toy yep. Story three no, instead cry. of crying. I don't cry. You were just nope. like yeah, but see, but see, at the end of the anywhere. day, you're like in the bathroom getting yeah. ready for bed, and you just tears. Oh, yeah, it's like, no, screaming. It's like PTSD. Like, yeah, I'm just suddenly it just hits. Yeah. Like, oh. Just, Delayed I'm reaction. Just, just, like, just curled right. up in the corner. Just like, oh, God. What about the woman behind? Uh, it was a man or a woman behind us? Yeah, it was. I think it was a woman. Behind us screamed. Yeah. Several I times. Know. Well, I Even remember better. specifically one point where I was I was pretty okay, and uh-huh. this person just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, then okay. like, and then you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Schultz of adrenaline. Like, ah. Wait, she was behind you? Could Was it both of you could see her? She made a noise. Both of you can see. Okay, she made a noise. That's good. Okay. We didn't hear any walking in the theater, so we assumed we were okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the usher could get you. He was. We were waiting for the usher. I thought about it. You can't see this, but I'm walking towards them. Very, <laughs> very scary. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. the visual. And not talking. I'm not talking, but yeah. I am talking right now, so it kind of gets yep. the purpose. Yeah. So, so let, it follows. Let's get right into the the way the show regularly goes <laughs> and then we'll we'll I, review it like, follows like, when I that like happens our, our wonder yeah our our wonderful listeners yeah. already know how the shows go yeah i just wanted to get to it okay i apologize i won't do it again 20 minutes later well, i'm just trying to get I'm just trying <laughs> I'm to get out my chest well i'm just i'm a man all I right made mistakes <laughs> i want you all to respect that look, <laughs> look, look i, I know this is an intervention but I just want to talk for a second. Look, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. Look, I'm gonna give you it back. But I really just want to say right now. Thank you, Mr. West. All right, let's do it. Box office top ten. <laughs> oh, that's my part. Box office. <laughs> you say. You say three words. I think you had to edit this part. Three, three words, words that three you words. say. <laughs> Calm it down. I don't want to get caught with number 10. The gunman. Who goes around and just constantly asks, number nine. Do you believe? Uh, and if you do, you should go to number eight. The second best exotic Marigold Hotel. Uh, if you don't have any transportation, you might have to number seven. Run all night. Especially if you're followed by a member of number six. Kingsman, the secret service. And as you're going, you'll have to tell everybody number five. Which is not what the glass slipper did in number four. Cinderella. Uh, who will never have to be in the dystopian universe of number three. Insurgent. <laughs> and if you are, you better tell yourself to number two. Get hard. Right before you go number one. Home. Good. Uh, Count me down. <laughs> did it? <laughs> no, no, no. Only once. <laughs> what? Oh shoot. Okay. Does your does your document? Uh, is it the updated version or does it, does it? What does it say on number three? It must be number updated. No, yeah, you wrote. He says insurgent. You wrote detergent two. I put detergent two. Detergent two. Insurgent. He, he calls. He calls. It wasn't in there. Shoot. He calls it detergent. That. The 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 first one. Oh, yeah. That's what Jordan. Because I saw a great meme where someone took the poster and just put a laundry line behind the two main characters and like tied on the ground and then just called it detergent instead of divergent. Just, oh my god, I love that. That is so good. Shoot, detergent uh, okay, two. Edit it in. Detergent two. <laughs> that was the same voice. You gotta you gotta find the voice again. Oh, detergent two. Detergent. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate the movie. Yeah, the movie looks terrible. I don't want to show enthusiasm, but I have enthusiasm for detergent. Yeah, That's I want to see the movie detergent about cleaning cl- clothes. Yeah, about trying to get clothes clean because there is no soap left. Mm. I don't believe in <laughs> washing colors with bleach. Oh Can't no, you do that. <laughs> oh, it just what got dark. Uh, bleach covered. <laughs> uh, oh shoot! Are Never any mind. of us gonna watch Home? 
No. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I don't think we need to watch it because everyone else watched it. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an animated children's film. It looks about funny. An alien, mm. um, played by uh, okay, what's his name? Uh, that Big Bang Theory guy. Big Bang Theory guy. Uh, Jim Sheldon. Parsons? Jim Parsons. Okay. Who I kind of like Jim Parsons separate from Big Bang. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed him very much in his cameo in the 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 Muppet. The Muppets oh, yeah, is what it great. was called. Yeah, he was great in that one. Uh, and I, th- I think he has potential, but I think he's he's sullying it by just doing the same character from Big Bang Theory everywhere. Uh, well, isn't that the curse of everyone that finally gets a successful it, character? It is really a curse kind? of it's people. It. It's hard to break that character, uh, but when they do, it's usually delightful. I, yeah, I always find joy. Yeah, uh, in the range of actors. Uh, but Home uh, was was actually kind of a big deal because um, one of the the. The girl, the lead girl, is played by Rihanna, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a children's film with a, a lead character that is a, f- a female of color, and that's kind of... It's her, her cat, and the alien. And the alien. Yeah. You yeah, know, actually, so yeah, I had a friend on Facebook kind of a big deal. who did mention that, who, mm-hmm. who it was personally affected her, because they went out of their way to have, you know, not another white kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like have a, and not another white boy. Like, yeah. it's it's a girl, and as far as I know, it's there's no romance, so <laughs> she's, yeah. you know, young. Yep. So it's, uh, I mean, it's DreamWorks. Maybe they're, they're trying something new. Who knows? And the visuals looked really cool. Like, all the stuff they were doing with, like, the other aliens and the planet stuff and the way he was affecting things mm-hmm. and... Like turning buildings into like cheese and like there was just crazy stuff in there and it looked funny, like that might just be the stuff they picked for the trailer, the funny parts of the movie because you that's what you have. You either have movies that are actually funny and they picked a couple jokes to put in the trailer, or the movie's not that funny and they put the best jokes in the trailer. Mm. So I don't know which one it is, but it made fifty four million dollars. Well, most animated movies are. At least destined to get the family to show show up once. Yep, and but then they're telling the other families, like, "Okay, this is good or bad." But the interesting thing is, is this is the first weekend it made fifty four million, but there's still almost uh, eighteen million dollars worth of people going to see Cinderella. So you actually kind of have a split in the market, like you spoke about earlier. Yeah, you have the nostalgic people who saw Cinderella when they were kids, and you know loved the fairy tale, and then those people with kids taking their children to go see it. Yeah. So like you kind of have a little bit of a split there. Usually two family-centric movies that come out this, around the same time, they'll cannibalize each yeah. other, but these numbers are big. But I think part of uh, with Home is that it's also animated. Completely. There's no other animated films on this top At 10. all. So it's it's going to dominate at least until the next animated. And you know, Cinderella's doing well because they want to see you know the King of the North have a nice ending yeah. instead of oh, getting gutted please. on his wedding. So they're yeah. like, if Cinderella ends like that, I'd be impressed and I'd watch the heck of that movie. Yeah, let's just say there was no red wedding. Yeah, I'm going to say no red wedding I'm going to tell you three three <laughs> the people wedding. three people die in Cinderella, no, it's but brutal. it's not a red wedding. <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> there are red funerals. If they are, yeah, They're something. But yeah, an insurgent making money. So unfortunately, they'll make the next couple of those. It's it's yep. interesting that the top four movies have the majority of the money. The last six movies are basically just on there. I feel like if there was a better spread, these movies wouldn't even have made the list. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just because those are the movies that other people saw that they're on the list. Luckily, It Follows is at number five after Home, Get Hard, Detergent, and Cinderella. Um, but I mean, there was an extra what, like twenty five million this this week. So this is a good week for movies. We're up uh, almost to one hundred and fifty million, one forty one forty three. So well, we're ramping up for May, right? 
I mean, this is this is the the steep climb to summer blockbusters at this point. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be yeah, just oh, man. starting next week. Wow, week That's after week after week, it's just big movie. Yeah, I was looking at it the other day on uh, <coughs> Fandango, and uh, it's just it's just movie after movie after movie. Like this summer is gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm looking way forward to. It. I mean, besides Avengers too. Yeah, everyone knows I'm gonna watch the hell out of that. But yeah, I mean, there's gonna be some good flicks coming out. So this is gonna be a fun segment over the next couple months because we'll get to really see these numbers change. Yeah. I'm excited. And I think we'll always see like a couple of niche films get the bottom three. Yep. I think that's... I don't have a problem with that. That's always a fun little thing where we see what what just barely made it. Like, do you believe? The (laughs) Christian funded... (laughs) You you know, whatever you want to call it. All right. If you don't want to go see anything in theaters, uh, let me tell you about some new releases uh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray and TVD. Well, we won't forget about TVD. TVD. Can never. On DVD and Blu-ray. I recommend this. The Imitation Game. Yeah, you told me this was good, but I still haven't seen it. Well, now no. you can the time. more. Good. Have you seen Imitation Game, Danny? Yes, I did. And did you like it? I enjoyed half of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I had some stuff with it. I was like, mm. You but didn't like the last most, half, most the first half, middle parts? Really good. Yeah. There was... Um, no, no. So, uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I, was, I remember kind of walking out going, like, okay, that was pretty much, I liked a lot of it. Uh, Benson recently told me he he didn't like it. He thought it was too uh, too much, like, uh, what do they call those? When when they give too much praise to the person, where it's like, oh, they're so great. Oh, yeah, where and then it kind of tacked on the whole. It stops being a biopic and kind of goes like. It tacked on like a, a whole, uh, like, oh, and you know, it's sad that he died. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have I like it for a lot of reasons. No. Uh, Interstellar also coming out on DVD and Blu-ray a very <coughs> decisive movie that one I have a lot more problems with yeah same here uh, but unlike a lot of people uh, don't like the Matt Damon appearance I kind of like that part a lot I'm kind of in the crowd not liking it huh. I thought it was I mean the whole thing was for me when I was watching it was, it's man versus nature mm-hmm. I mean that, that basic kind of thing I didn't need to be man versus man I get it we're, we're it's like, but it would just seem like an additional, and this guy went crazy. Like, I, the fact that they're on a planet and one minute is like fifty years over here—that's enough. I was, you know, I didn't need it. Hmm. I didn't, and especially, and especially saw it coming. When hmm. going like, he's the best of us. He's the best man has ever been, ever been a man. Oh yeah, they definitely they, they built like, him they up so like they layered it crazy too him. hard. He's Except the leader. If he's alone for an hour, and then he gets kind of twitchy. Like I was like, come on. <laughs> I was like, well, gee, I wonder if we're gonna run into him and he's evil. <laughs> so I, it was well way too telegraphed I would have been mm. much more surprised if it was just a random scientist I would say 100% of that film was telegraphed yeah no, damn, that's true <laughs> I mean, they, in the very beginning it was like the lines in the sand I wonder if this is going to come back in some, <laughs> some way or another so I don't know I had some problems with it. and then it got and then for me the science got really kind of magic-y mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like and luckily we do this thing see it's not really science so much as uh, hocus pocus <laughs> but it's like okay and but the visuals were gorgeous. Also on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Wild, another film I liked. N- anyone else? Did not see it. It's it's good. It's good. Is that Reese, Re- uh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Okay. She goes on a on a long trek, a long hike, uh, to to get right with herself in a sense. Is she, it similar in any way to Into the Wild? With I haven't um, seen Into the Wild. Oh, I've seen. Um, but in, Rush, in Wild. Uh, it's interesting interesting point. A lot of They're both demons. based on true stories. Yeah, yeah. Into the Wild and Wild. Mm-hmm. Based on different people. 
So Into the Wild is the story of a dude who kind of goes his own way and decides he's going to live by himself. Yeah. And that goes good or bad, depending on whether you watch the movie. Uh, and then uh, Wild's about like a woman who goes her own way because she has all this traumatic stuff happened. And it's more about her trek where she's doing this for like, to build strength of herself, yeah, kind of, to kind of find her, her new vision of life. her new personality, like who she needs to become in order to be strong to get through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, Into the Wild's more of like he's just on a journey. It's a love, and it, it was, and it, yeah, it's like a love letter to all of nature, which is yeah, great, yeah, yeah. but forgetting that nature likes wants to kill us. Yep. that's why you should always tell yeah. someone as, as, Werner, Werner, as Werner Herzog s- s- yeah. likes like, us to know like similar, similar but different we'll point, yeah. <laughs> We'll wipe you out. Leave, leaving a note is always like, even it was 127 hours too, where he didn't leave a note. Yeah. Like, wait, like leave a note. Leave a note. Tell always, somebody. Always leave a note. This is why you always leave a you got, note. You got family. You don't. I mean, you don't have to be crazy about them, but at least let them go. Yeah. I'm gonna be in this place yeah. here. I, okay. That's why I liked in Wild early on. Like, the, she left a note. Like everyone knows that she's going. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> she's like calling people all the time, she's and she's like, "Hey, hi, what's up?" <laughs> she wrote a letter. I'm like, "Okay, good. People <laughs> thank know." You. She's fine. At least have some kind of GPS imprint of some sort. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, DVD only. We have a film called All at Sea, which now we're going to play a fun little thing. Nathan, so if you would like to join game. into this. Uh, this is mostly for Jordan's benefit. He loves okay. doing this. Uh, where uh, this film, All at Sea, uh, I want you to guess what it's about, and I will give you one of two pieces of information would you like the year that it came out or the 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 lead actor? Yeah, yeah, this is a tough choice. It always is. Uh, let's go with lead actor. Okay, here we go. Mm. This film called All at Sea, the lead actor is Alec Guinness. Ooh, wow. It's, uh, yeah, that's but all. But it does I, give a lot I'm suddenly. Gonna... That's interesting. Huh? Right. One little piece kind of right, right. suddenly. <clears throat> right. That's crazy. The problem is, is every single time I do this, I kind of mix it with a guess the ending where I'm kind of making it my own movie. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to try and not be so crazy with that. All right. We're going to go with uh, <clears throat> a man who going on a journey eventually becomes a sailor and decides that like maybe that's the life for him. He's supposed to take a journey from one place to another, but instead like embraces the sea life and ends up becoming a captain of a ship. Do I guess something too, or is it? Just if you want, you can. Yes, you yes. Want. All right. All at sea. Yeah. Alec- Alec sir Guinness. Alec Guinness, or is I mean, he Alec Guinness at this point? I mean, this one just says Alec Guinness, but just, I think they're just—they don't have the sir. Yeah. Okay. This kind of might have been a young man at the time, or they just forgot to put sir. Uh, All at sea sounds military to me. I'm thinking it's a military story. Um, I think the navy, and uh, all at sea, all hands lost, kind of that kind of feel. I think it's a tragedy in the military. Uh, a World War Two story of some sort of maybe a, a British ship being taken out by a U-boat. That's my. <laughs> You're doing the Stefan hands. So <laughs> no, I already I already read it. I know. Um, all right. So here's the actual thing. This came out in 1958. 58. It's a comedy. See that would have well, screwed me. Where Alec Guinness plays the seasick son of a nautical family and six ancestors since the Stone Age. Yeah, they're just a long line of sailors, and he's like the one son who's totally seasick and can't get over it that's beautiful i didn't know alec guinness did did a lot of yeah. like multi-role type work yeah, i, I did have a very intriguing to me very clear vision of him being like jokes no you <laughs> no you, you imagined him being like the the stern captain oh, of a yeah. navy ship see i want to see this version of him. i, ca- I, I kind of had it comedy in mind though because the phrase all at sea uh-huh. is something like oh he didn't 
doesn't really want to be there. No. But he is. He has to be there. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Also on DVD only, this isn't a, we won't play a game with this one, but I like the title. Uh, Harlock. this Space one, Pirates. This wouldn't have been good because this is on my Netflix queue. Oh, really? So I already you know what this is? Yeah, I already know what this is. It's, yeah, a, it's, yeah, Netflix. it's a space pirate, obviously. Captain Harlock, determined to return his death ship and loyal crew to a battered Earth, which has been declared off-limits by the intergalactic Gaia Coalition. Which blah, is blah, another blah. name for Earth. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of words in this description, but that's, it, that's good enough. It's actually like a Netflix-funded like thing. It was originally in Japan, and it wasn't going to come over. So they helped pay for dubbing and, and animated, everything like right? that. Yeah. yeah. It's actually got a really cool art style. The cover, the, the cover right there, yeah. is basically what the show looks like. It looks oh. really cool. All right, new on Blu-ray, uh, a film called Without a Clue. Uh, which this is the um, Michael Caine and Ben Kingsley film. Michael Caine? Where um, Michael Caine. Dr. Michael Watson Caine. is, is you know, you know Dr. Watson, Watson from Sherlock? From Sherlock? Yeah, Sherlock, he's actually uh, the who? smart one. Sherlock what? Is he Doctor Who? <laughs> uh, Dr. Sherlock Watson's who? the smart one, and he, he brings along with him an actor who is paid to be Sherlock Holmes. Because no one takes him seriously without oh. Sherlock Holmes. But That's he he's really smart enough to be able to do it, so That's he a pays really a third-rate actor to dress up as Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. so he can solve the crime. That is a genius concept. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's the art style of Herlock. That's oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. <coughs> that I want to see that. Michael Caine. Uh huh. Michael Caine. Wait, Michael Caine. Michael, Michael, Michael Caine is Sherlock, of course. Who's the playing? Ben Kingsley, ben, ben is, Kingsley Watson. is Watson. God, that's good. Isn't that right? great? How old is this movie? What? Oh, jeez, it's from like the. In the 80s. God, have okay. I not heard up. of that? 88. Kingsley and Michael yeah. 88. Jeez, that's, awesome. that's like every day I kick myself for not ever having seen The Man Who Would Be King, which is uh, uh, Michael Caine and, and Sean, Sean, Connery. Con- yeah, Sean Connery in a film together, acting together. Like, acting their hearts out. That's... That's got to be like the the best film. They just they they should just stop making best films. Best film They've after without it. a clue. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. And look at the cover. You've got like foreign language cover. Oh no. Okay. I saw like a giant W. And Isn't I that cool? That's wrong. That is so good. Is that is that Drew Struzan? No, that's Michael Caine on the no, left I'm sorry, and no, Ben Kingsley. Artist, uh, artist of the. Oh, it, could be. Uh, it might be poster. But isn't that great? That is really. That just. I, I want to hear that. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm watching that. God, I hope it's good. <laughs> Uh, all right, in the TVD section, and uh, I swear we're not being sponsored by HBO. Uh, the first one is Silicon Valley, the complete first season. Which I thought was pretty good. My friend saw it and loved it. Yeah, I watched it a few. It's pretty funny. I like T.J. Miller, so I'm... T.J. Miller is great in it. Uh, also on TVD, and this is a show that I can get behind 100%, Veep, the complete third season. Love Julia Dreyfus? Love Veep. I think it's I saw good. the first and second season. I need to catch up. It's good stuff. Uh, all right. So if you want to go see any of those things, you can go to your local video store. And if, you, if you're able to do that, tell us, because uh, we'd love to know that they still exist. Yeah, they, we need someone out there reporting on the way the world has changed. Yeah. Because we're in our little bungalow. We need some feet on the street. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're we're just used to you know doing online stuff where we can just you know yeah like Netflix, how we watched Netflix it. Streams. I mean, we went to the movie theater. We didn't watch that online. Don't, <laughs> don't screw around. Uh, so yeah, please go to your local video store and keep it alive and buy these these things if you want them. Uh, and uh, we will be reviewing it follows right after this. Yes, wonderful. 
Where are the white women at? Shut up, Leonard. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, and if you like community and you'd like to hear us talk about it every week, you can go to BenviewNetwork.com slash ShutUpLeonard. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast provider. Shut up, Leonard. Pop, pop. We used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy driving along some pretty road. It's never about going anywhere, really. It's having some sort of freedom, I guess. <laughs> okay. You awake? What are you doing? You're not going to believe me. And I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing, it's going to follow you. Somebody gave it to me. And I passed it to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. All you can do is pass it along to someone else. I'm scared. I need to find him. What did he really do to you? Apparently he used a fake name to rent a house in the city. This isn't real. I swear to you, this is just some game. If it kills her, it gets me and goes straight down the line whoever started it. What exactly is supposed to be following you? I don't know. Something happened. That's not what she thinks, okay? You don't believe me. Mom? No, it's me. Everything's okay. It could look like someone you know. Or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you. All right. Here we go. Uh, for clarification, I, I did go to the movie theater to watch this movie. Uh, we went together. We, we went are together. Each other's alibis. We met there, and like I always do, I got there way too early. Yeah, I I always I I don't like being late to things, so I always go. All right, I'm gonna account for traffic and everything, and I'll get there. Got there before the movie theater opened. That's how early I was. So like you had the, like, <laughs> the really well, bored worker. Going, oh, luckily, the Long Beach Town Center has like really nice seating areas. Like they've got oh, like yeah, patios. They got that giant fireplace, and yeah. then they had all these nice seats around like the little water play area for kids is an awesome yes so i just sat in the shade and relaxed so it wasn't that bad but just wanted to make sure everyone knows we are trying to support the arts and i also saw it in irvine <coughs> nice at the university theaters oh, yes i like that theater it was in yeah, limited awesome. release a, a couple of weeks ago that's why we waited until now yeah uh we wanted uh to do something a little different this weekend the yep. we we didn't want to go with the the regular old comedy route get hard uh, or even the animated home. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a big interest in that. But I remember hearing good things about It Follows. And so here we go. Yeah. Here we are. This film was directed and written by Robert... No. Back that up. David Robert Mitchell. That's all I know. That's what That's happens when you got three first names. We mix them up. Nope. Uh, it's, a, it's a young cast. Uh, I would call them unknowns, but I don't watch, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, I don't... I didn't recognize anyone in this movie, actually. Uh, afterwards, yeah, I looked up the um, 
the the young man who was like a childhood Paul. friend, Paul. Paul. Yeah. He was in a, a. It's kind of a funny story. People will recognize if, if well, it's a funny story. Tell us. It's kind of it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> tell us the funny story. It's a it's a film. Do you remember? Well, you that? can't just that say you've got a Zach Galifianakis film, where yeah. the, he plays the young man who goes into a mental facility. Oh <laughs> yeah, way back when. Wow, okay. way back when. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So that was him. So that was the one that I recognized. Uh, but wow, yeah, it doesn't age. Shoot. Was he just perpetually seventeen? Like, Some people are born that way. There's like. I always find it amazing when there's TV shows where it's all supposed to be high schoolers, like the TV shows about yeah. a high school, and and like one of them is 35. Yeah, and they're just playing. I'm like, huh? and I'm like what yeah, the, with what? makeup and proper lighting. Anyway. Barely makeup. Like, and then yeah, barely. And then uh, and then there's people who are just born looking like Harrison Ford. Gilmore Girls. So uh, the plays um, plays uh, Rory's friend, best Lane. Friend. Lane. Yeah, she was like she was like 28 or 28. something <laughs> when it started. <laughs> by the started. end of it, she was 35. Yeah, <laughs> and she was only supposed to be in college by the end of it. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how TV shows do it. Yep. Or you can go um, the other way. What's uh, dang it? Why I can't I remember her name? The girl who was she was just in Jupiter Ascending. Mila Kunis. Uh, Mila Kunis. Okay. Mila Kunis when she started on uh, that '70s show wasn't yeah. she? She was way younger. Yeah. They she wanted like, to cast like a person who was 17 or 18, and she was like 15. Yeah. She lied, and now she has an acting career. It worked out. That's how you work. Lie, and you'll have a career. <laughs> That's uh, the only way I've ever gotten a job. That's true. So let's talk about It Follows. Um, I, I do want to preface this by saying I don't want to get too much into spoilers. Uh, we didn't set an exact point that we should stop talking about the events in the film, but oh, I feel okay. like we just... We talk we, about feelings. We'll right? talk about feelings, yeah. There we go. We can talk about feelings. Impressions, not actual plot details. Yeah, I think it, as long as we I think don't, the plot is good. We don't need to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we don't need to talk too much about the plot. I mean, some of the mechanics... I think we can talk about the mechanics of what is happening, let's say. Okay. Where, I mean, you find out pretty early on that there is some kind of presence. Well, the trailer itself yeah. will tell you that it's, it's about what the Something. rules... That's it. Yeah. yeah. And the rules are this thing is like... A disease almost is passed along, mm-hmm. and you have to survive it. Yeah, it tries to kill you. Yeah, it's genuinely terrifying. <laughs> uh, I think we should talk about the look of this film. Me too. This film is beautiful. It's like insane. Yeah, it right from the beginning, uh, the very first shot is uh, like just a, a single shot of like kind of spinning around in a suburb, and as a girl comes running out of her house terrified, uh, looks panicked, goes back inside, comes out, gets gets in a car and drives away. And uh, the camera is just kind of uh, slowly going around the street, picking up all these weird little details. And yeah, things. just the life of what's happening around. Like, the camera never feels like it's framing. Like, it does a great job of framing scenes, like, mm. beautifully, but it never feels like, oh, we only have this one viewpoint. It does a lot of rotating shots that show you that like there's life happening around these events yeah which is really cool yeah it never looks like you're being like okay it's this one shot and you have to look at it it's like you can follow it and go like oh there's there's like how <clears throat> the character design and the set design and costume design like each time each shot is like there's something going on in everything here mm-hmm. like the first girl you see and this is not plot this doesn't ruin the plot for you believe me she's wearing high heels but her kind Underwear. of looking like the middle of like middle of getting dressed and there's a story there like 
like that right there, and it's that it doesn't. It's not any plot point of any kind, but it's it's for a story that you can build in your head. Like what suddenly happened to make this girl who's in the middle of trying to get ready for something else, as she goes through this neighborhood, and seeing that anyone would help her, like she this is her home, and this whole feeling of just like she could have help, right? She can be helped, but. And she's, she's not asking denying for help. It. She's like, right. no, 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 no. She's like, I'm fine. fine. Don't worry it's about like, it. And it's just, but you know, she's freaked out. And it's a very great set because it's moving around. You're following her despair mm-hmm. and this fear of what's going on. And it was like very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting setup. There are some shots in the film where uh, even before you're aware of what's actually what's following, coming. what's yeah. coming, the, the camera is framed as if to see what should be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we're like, there's a subject right in the middle. Of there's the a, there's something frame. there that you can't see, and I think that's really great. Yeah. That's really smart filmmaking, uh, because there, there's always something to in a horror film revealing the monster, mm-hmm. and the monster reveal in this is is uh, is unique, <laughs> at least, because oh, it's man that it's whole scene not a monster. It's a person. Like yeah. it's it's very it's very different. Well, and, it did uh, a great time. It did a fantastic job. Of showcasing what it can do, yeah, and then you start painting the picture of like, what is this thing? Mm. And it's fantastic because it shows you the aftermath of yeah. what oh, when, this, yeah. when it when it achieves its goal. Mm-hmm. You go like, and there's no doubt that you're in trouble. This and is a, like, oh my God. this is a, an interesting uh, horror movie thing where they'll open the film uh, showing you that whatever is the monster is real. They want you to know that this is not uh, something in someone's head. This is a real thing that can hurt people. And so that's how this this film starts. Yeah, uh, where we see we see someone get killed by by it, by whatever it is. The great thing is, is you never see the anyone get killed until near the end of the movie, though. Yeah, like then, you see you see the aftermath, yeah. but you don't see the action. Yeah, the action. Uh, I mean, that's that was disturbing. When eventually you do see, uh, yeah, what, how, when it, how it does what how it does, does what it does. Yeah, terrifying. Uh, but yeah, this is this was a a, a very beautiful film. In, yeah. in just the strangest way because a lot of shots of like nature a lot of shots of kind of meandering uh but it was all for tension it was all yeah. building up the tension of what what was coming and what was out there yeah there's there's a great spot where um she's sitting in the back seat of a car and she's just kind of lightly touching some flowers that mm-hmm. are on the ground yeah it's just beautiful imagery of just her hand and her red nails and everything and then, but it, it's all to contrast later when she's struggling and her hands down there hitting the flower. Like, mm-hmm. there's choices here that you don't normally see in a horror movie. That are just evocative. They're beautiful. Yeah, it took like it took like a lot of '80s like like I, I've seen '80s horror movies of where it's kind of yes where they had to do the shots they had to, they had to do. It was, it was it was utilitarian. Utilitarian. But there was no one, beauty to yeah. it. This one, they went all that. They took the entire utilitarian and went like, no, let's make that part of the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this, there's shots they make just because they kind of have to. And this one is like, no, it's it's part of it. You're telling the story of, of this very boring life, of but you know, very hopeful and kind of you know, average life, and then just the the kind of dread that can be injected into it, the suspense. It was just like mm-hmm. excellent because you see everything's kind of the same, but you're. It always leaves you because when it introduces the the fact of what this thing can do, mm-hmm. which is a very Doctor Who moment of like, here's this kind of thing, but uh, oops, it's terrifying. Yeah, and like, the, there's <laughs> there's like great like it uses cinematography in a way that does a lot of storytelling without any storytelling. Like you find out through the course of the movie that their mom 
or her mom, uh, her and her sister's mom is like an alcoholic yeah. and couldn't couldn't get over her father's death, even though it's never said what happened to her they father. N- never say. But it's very clear. They don't even say the father's dead. No. I picked that up from just set dressing. Yeah, like set dressing, just, pictures. It's crazy. The fact that the mom is never doing anything or interacting with her kids ever. Mm. And she's usually, they make a, they make one off comment about her already being asleep or something like that because she has to get up early. But other than that, like, no. there's almost no mention of the mother. Not just the mother, but any authority figure. Right. Anything, anyone that could yeah, actually kind of help. Are... You don't see him. Yeah. You don't, it, you don't see a police because, officer. Because you the guy... You see anyone actually... That's that in is the a shot in the frame. Like I'm here to help. Like, when, no, they're gone. When she's talking to a police officer after uh, she is, he's off camera. violated yeah. and whatever. It's he is off camera. Yeah, he's just a voice asking questions. Yeah, that's that's what they. She's done. the they're focus. Voices and yeah. people that are going to be able. To <clears> we never even see the guy across the street. I think Greg or something. His mom. Like we might we might see her once. I once have half yeah. see, memory of seeing. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, we see way. her. We see her. Yeah. No, I think that's a girl he's just hanging out with in his room, okay, in his living sorry. room. No, uh, but I'm but just whatever, saying, like yeah. he just says, no, she wouldn't know if I was gone. Like, no, which is a big statement. Like all authority figures are gone from this yeah. story. Uh, and it was shot in Detroit, <coughs> which is mm-hmm. very telling. A, a kind of a, a city of the abandoned, of the forgotten. When you're like, these kids are living here, trying mm-hmm. to have hope, like in yeah. a place that's kind of falling apart with the, fi- the yeah, they're the on the they're on the here. outskirts of of yeah. it all. Uh. I mean, we're calling them kids, but they're at least 18, most of them. Yeah, they're all yeah. in college. They're I college. think the most youngest one is the younger sister. Yep. She might be 17. Yep. Uh, and I think also a thing that really helps this film is is how timeless it feels in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're all, like, whenever you see them watching a movie on TV, it's like an old black and white, you know, public domain film. And there's a lot of film, old TVs everywhere. Yeah, all the old, the old <laughs> TVs. The old, old redneck. <laughs> you see where it's this TV stack. On, on top TV. of another TV. <laughs> it's like, what? That's pretty great. Let me crack up. Uh, but then the one thing that weirdly stood out was I asked Jordan afterwards if this exists. The, the clamshell. Uh, the clamshell. Phone slash reader. Kindle? Yeah, what was that? Was so, that, so that okay, we have to describe the, the friends. So there's yeah. the main girl has, a, has a, a solid group of friends. She has her younger sister. She has... Uh, a guy friend from when she was younger, and then they also have a third friend who I have Who's to related. say it's related to Paul. She's oh, she's related. She's to Paul? brother and sister with okay. Paul. Mm. Because and I okay. kind of enjoy so it's her. Two sets of siblings. Okay. I enjoy her a lot because yeah. in a film like this, she's the gross one. Yeah, the, they made the gross one a girl. Like yeah. normally, the gross one's like a fat boy, yeah. and this one is just like I mean, she's not fat per se, but she's just a regular girl. She's, a regular she's just a regular girl. She's kind of gross and nerdy, and I was yeah. like, this is. That's I like awesome. this film. She's always reading. All right. She's always reading on that weird clamshell device. So I, which is, I wouldn't say is futuristic, but it's at least doesn't exist in our world. I believe that it is something that is because I believe that the director's intention was to make the film timeless. And if you were to look at the movie as a whole, this would just look like a dilapidated, probably. I mean, you could almost say '90s film yep. because a lot of the I cars are 80s. old, mm-hmm. right? But if you're thinking about this as being Detroit, this could be 10 to 15 years in the future. And it's just Detroit. It's just yeah. still Detroit, yeah. Which so, is, man, some a lot of movies have forgotten how to do that. Where and, they go like, it could it'd be nineteen XX or two thousand XX. Yeah, and and I, I think I think the clamshell reader device that looked really cool and very futuristic. Mm-hmm. I think that's there to show no, this could be in the future too, or yeah. it kind it might be in the in the close future. This is just how this place is. Yeah. Yeah, because I really enjoy it. Like, uh, like it still gets me when I watch a film from like even like five years ago, and they pull out a razor. You it's know, like, the old razor phone. And you yeah. know exactly when that. I film know exactly was made. when that film was made. 
Uh, and even like now, I, I, I kind of don't know if I like, you know, everyone has like the, the iPhone in a film. And I'm like, I don't know, like, that's going to feel dated that's in five years. That's going to be dated in five years, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's usually better when they make something up that just looks kind of believable. Which they did. Which is this clamshell, yeah. clamshell thing. Uh, and it allows so her to... I literally thought, I was like, is that, for, is that now? Yeah, when right. They make that... I don't know. Looks great. I've never seen that before. But I could tell that the screen was a little... Eh, it wasn't real. No. No. But it's cool. But it Very allowed cool. her to. Uh, she was the story that the book or story. I uh, I didn't look into it, but it's uh, isn't it called the idiot? Is what she was saying? She was yeah. reading. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's an old uh, uh, from an old Russian author. I can't remember if it's like Dostoevsky or one of those. Yeah, Dostoevsky. Yep. Um, a ni- a 1868 novel is what she's reading. It kind of allowed like a weird... Oh, features a clamshell the- phone. But theming. Like it, the th- it matched some of the theming of the Yeah, of whenever the she yeah. quoted the book, it had to do with what was happening It had to do with film. like doom or, you know, accepting your fate. That oh, kind yeah. Of stuff. Was, this is very, it was a very nihilist movie at times where it's just like, <laughs> oh, boy. Hope is for someone in a much better state. <laughs> uh, Jordan, did you want to talk about the, the music? Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, so... The move, the music was done by a young man by the name of Disasterpiece. Uh, he's done a lot of video game soundtracks in the last ten years. I mean, he's actually prolific. He's always putting out new albums every couple months. He's always like doing multiple soundtracks at a time. This guy's like everywhere in the indie video game scene. He actually did the soundtrack for Indie Game the Movie. Like that's how into it he is. And based on his work. I can understand why he would be a good pick for this movie because um, while most of his music is kind of upbeat and, and you know, synthy and kind of sounds uh, like 80s poppy in a way, uh, he has some dark tracks on some of his, on some of his albums <laughs> and it fits perfectly because his synth feels like distinctly 80s, but at the same time, has this kind of future... I mean, if we're talking about a time period that we don't know, but has some futuristic elements, this synth is perfect. And he does an amazing job having some hopeful songs in there, but a lot of it, a lot of it is just haunting. Mm-hmm. And it is it is perfect. I feel like it was It was also... Uh, a lot of the music was inspired by, you know, the, as you were saying, classic horror films right, right. of oh, the yeah. 80s. You Hardcore. know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, things that are utilitarian at the time because it's probably mm-hmm. cheaper to have a guy just work on those synths yeah. to collect the entire da, orchestra. And this time, it's, it's, a, it's part of it. They go like, how do you change this from utilitarian to part of the art of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you use these synths to just kind of really tell very good... Good paced story. Yeah, like, oh, it, man. It, it, it is perfect at evoking the feeling necessary for each scene, but still very beautiful, which is exactly how the cinematography is. It's perfect for evoking emotion, but still beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Nana, do you have any anything in particular you want to talk about with this film? Um, again, like going back into like the yeah the whole design of the whole film was like uh, there was. <laughs> It was great because this whole film was really like going like we're telling you this story. There are a million stories connected to this thing because mm-hmm. it leaves you with a lot of awesome questions. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, always the best one of a movie like this is like, what would I do? 
as soon as you do that, you're in it because you really care. You're not going like that movie crap. Waste my time. Mm-hmm. No, you're going going like if that happened to me, what do I do? Well, I'd get like me and my friends. We started talking about how we would defend ourselves and how we'd make like <laughs> there'd be a group of us hunting. Kind of we'd have like eight people that had lo- that, that were part of the chain and then two people that weren't just to like you know check it out and make sure. I think I'd be a truck driver because I'd be paid, but I'd always be moving. Yeah, and it's like, we're really thinking of how to survive. And that means you're yeah, in it. I, that means you're in a story. I told he came up. He recorded. came up with exactly how to take care of the monster. I, I mean, or a creature or it's, whatever. It's it is. hard. You never tried fire. No, oh, but I also. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> it doesn't ruin the movie. But you go like, oh man. I, didn't, I think something that they movie? they don't think to try, and I you know it's a little smart to not try this because it's it's difficult. I think it would actually be more difficult than than how I'm describing it to actually do this. The 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 presence that follows uh, that follows you you get them in a room and then you seal that room. You make it so that that room is inescapable. You cover it in concrete, and then you put up a sign that says "Don't open ever." Don't ever uncover this concrete yeah. slab. Because, I mean, eventually someone will open it, of course. Uh, but it's it's that's at least one thing that I think is. But, but then like, you have a movie four hundred years later where it's coming after the descendants <laughs> of everyone how cre- who. But how he creates new sequels. Yes. Jordan, Jordan was like, I just I just let it get me. Jordan was. I would I would say kill the line. Yeah. Have everyone die all the way down the line until it goes to the original person, and then the thing's gone from the world. Yeah, this is the question. You go like, well, who was the first person? Was that guy? Right, because jerk made it freaking everyone. <laughs> like, is because he the one that pissed off a gypsy, and then we're all the ones favorites. Because at a certain point, like horror movies became detective movies, yeah. where it was about the mystery of it and solving it. This movie doesn't even try to do that. Yeah. But yeah. in most movies nowadays, they'd be like, let's track down the original person, and yeah. then it feels like the call you make when you come back from the clinic and you're like, well, I got something. I better call everybody I ever had <laughs> sex with. And, and it, it, they would be that type of movie where yeah. everyone would be, you know? We, uh, we should touch upon that a little bit, how this film uh, can be seen as a story about uh, sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah. Uh, this is, it's just uh, a horror version of it in a weird well, way. Sexually just, transmitted evil. Well, yeah. not just that too. Actually, it's, it's actually about, about rape. Yeah, that too. Like of, that, of like how it's like, because she because was. It talks about like it can look like someone you know. It mm-hmm. can look like a stranger, mm-hmm. and it's it, it. That's talking about how, you, how you, your trust is gone. It's like you don't. Well, and I also think her who to trust her the inciting incident. Um, it was consensual for her, but then yeah. what happened it afterwards? Into, it was yeah. It was he was withholding, yeah, information. It was something that she was not on board with. Was that part? Yeah. And there was there's a couple times afterwards where she was transferring it to other people, and she'd be crying and. It made sense in both ways that she was demeaning herself so it hurt her as a person, but at the same time, she was kind of raping other people yeah. in order to pass this thing along because she wasn't telling them mm-hmm. that something was coming after them. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. just leaving them to die. She was uh, essentially sentencing them to death. Yeah, it's a, it's a great moral like story too. You're like, well, what? Well, what? I, again, it comes back to what would I do? I, was like, I wouldn't continue it because why? That's just that's awful. Yeah, because it's there's there's a huge risk in. Um, the way that the 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 first guy does it to her is actually like in a weird way the smart way yeah, I want to say because here's all the information. He, yeah, he gives her everything and says, "Now you pass it on." Because as soon as she passes it one on, he's more in the clear than yeah. than because because ever. as soon as it kills someone in the line, it goes back down the line. It goes back down the line. So he's trying to distance himself yeah. from yeah. it. Yeah, and he's he, he does the smart path, and you go like, "I can see where I can see where he's coming from." But it's still monstrous. Yeah, it's still terrible. It's not. <laughs> but it's better than like you pick a random person and you're like, oh, I'm good. They're like, no, you never know if they're going to be smart enough to outsmart. 
That's why you, you get an open relationship with a person and go like, you were an ex-military millionaire. I, I, yes. I, I, I leaned. You like to travel. You're a jet pilot, right? right? I leaned just, over. I leaned over to him in the movie theater and said, why don't they just go to like Burning Man or some crazy sex-filled thing? Because it would just get right? passed over and over and over to a whole bunch of different people. It would people. keep following someone. I would someone like to think, yeah, it's like it's turning <laughs> around in a circle and it's like, uh, it's just it gets dizzy. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just going to wait for this. I'm just going to wait this, wait for this convention to end. Uh, yeah, oh boy. No. Or just like uh, uh, Jordan was joking in, during the film as well, like live in a dirig- dirigible. Yeah. Go because up it, a blimp. Can't, it can't fly. It can only like It can only walk. walk. It, it didn't even want to go in water at one point. So why don't you just... Well, I think it thought it, it would have an easier time if it didn't. Right. But I'm saying like it never actually swam in the water either. So no. why don't you just fly to another continent? Yeah, why don't you be? Uh, it would take why like, don't you be rich. It would take months. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, why don't you be rich? It would take months <laughs> for rich. it to show up. Yeah, you know. I mean, that could have been like early, like I mean, talking about before it even got to these people. That could have been what took it so long to even get right to anyone because maybe they they moved or they flew around. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like this film is a like like you were saying, Nathan. It's a lot of questions, but they're all like awesome. Yeah, they're all so like many good questions, there's like you know what about this, and then you like you can actually think about it because the film gives you a little bit to go off of. It's not like they don't know. Yeah, uh, everything in this film is very well like planned and plotted. There's parts where people don't tell don't tell other people in the film things, but you know what actually happened, and they're just keeping secrets because it's better that way. Yeah, and it's, it has other things too, where it's going like you start building the mythology of this thing mm-hmm. just from this movie because as it looks like people you know, it can also look like total strangers. But those are what I kind of when I was watching it and I came from it is like those strangers are for victims. Victims, yes. Every one of them. Victims and every one or of them perpetrators. Them perpetrators. Yeah, perpetrators and victims. Mm-hmm. And you go, like, every one of them had a, like, they were dressed a certain way and like, maybe that's for that and, moment. And if they're perpetrators but. as well, it even takes one character, the one that bursts into the boathouse, mm. it shows you that character on a bike later yeah. in the movie. Yeah. So yeah. that's Ooh. one person, that was someone in the line who knows yeah. what's going on. But unbeknownst to the other characters, it does cool stuff where it shows you like, the creature walking at a certain point, no one else is aware of it. The entire scene, yeah, it never like that's just but crazy. You, as the audience, are you're yeah, you're completely like, aware the whole time. <laughs> just if he's following you, why don't you sit in a swivel chair and just la la la, <laughs> just turn around in circles? Why are you staying there? It's coming at but it's that's a great that's the whole point of the movie. Yeah. It's like I mean, even then you, you just said you think oh, as a person, I get tired. <laughs> you just sit there like I just want to relax. <laughs> yeah, I just want to eat some chips. I don't want to be waiting for it following me. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, yeah, it's great moments where you just, where, where you take something very mundane, extremely mundane, a person in the background, meh, you know. Where you every like, person, everyone, every everyone person in the background is now scary. Yeah, every one of them, you're like, oh boy. And it's, and how much, how much did that cost in makeup, in like production? Nothing, and, uh, nothing. Uh, nothing. Because you can make anyone. Anyone looks kind of scary. Kind of, kind of nefarious. Yeah. Stranger it's danger. Excellent. Yeah, it's a movie of Stranger Danger. Stranger Danger. Uh, so this uh, writer-director, uh, he's done some other films, and now I really want to get into them. Um, I think this guy's got a lot of talent. I always love when I can see a film in theaters, and it's like one of their early works, and I can go like, this name's on my list now. And if I see any film coming out from this person, oh. I will see that film. Yeah, Ryan Johnson when I saw Brick. Holy crap. I was like, right? he's no one to me. I saw this yeah. movie. I'm like, any movie he ever makes from this point on, I'm looking And at he's it. had a great I, track right. record so yeah. far. For me, yeah, even though he's got a little bumpy track record, Tarsum Singh. 
I love the fall. The fall. I, so I, good. I went back and watched the cell. I was like, this is good, even though it's got J Lo. <laughs> the cell is is like one of those movies that no one even knows about it, but it's yeah. amazing. Uh, he's got a new one coming out called Selfless, where it's uh, oh, that one looks Ryan really good. Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley. Ben yep. Kingsley is a millionaire who who wants to live forever. He gets his brain transferred into Ryan Reynolds, and shit goes bad. Like that's that does. sounds amazing. <laughs> and if it, when coming from Tarsum Singh, like it's going to have amazing visuals. Yeah, I saw a trailer it. for that recently, and that the visuals were nuts. It was just like all kinds of crazy, you know, craziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really uh, he did a film. This direct writer director uh, David Robert Mitchell. Uh, did a film a couple of years ago called The Myth of the American Sleepover. Interesting. Uh, which I remember when it came out because that's a very unique title, uh, but I didn't think much of it. And, and it's also set in Detroit. Writer, writer and director, David Robert Mitchell. Oh, jeez. He did, and producer, but of course. Yeah. that. But this is like, this is, uh, what do they call that? You know? Double threat? Triple threat? Or whatever? But no, they have the that special French word for it. Oh, auteur? Auteur. This is an auteur. This is someone who yeah. they know. And his other film was set in Detroit as well. So this is uh, Detroit must be something. And I like that he's trying to, to find interesting titles. And I'm tired of the preposition. The the scary place, follower the scary guy. Thing. Yeah, it's like, it follows. That's cool. And That's then you cool. said the other title. The, the myth of the American sleepover. I'd like when they it's tried. Like, it's it's like, like interesting teenagers titles. having sleepovers in Detroit. And it's like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, wow. That's okay. so cool. Uh, but yeah, I think we all enjoyed this a lot. Even though I'm now oh, yeah. terrified of strangers more oh, yeah. than ever before. And they can ask people, do you see that person? Do you see that guy? Tap, tap, tap. Hey, guys, ah, say something. Say something. Hey, what's up? What, hey, can you hear me? you have headphones? Okay. Hello? Hello? I'm just going to do a warning shot. <laughs> okay? If you react, that means you probably are alive. Just talk. Just, just talk. <laughs> I'm shooting at your feet. Any, anything else that you wanted to add? No, I think it's a great movie. I think people need yeah. to go see it. Support yeah. this movie. I, I think it's... It's very worthwhile. No. Very good. All right. So now, uh, let me tell you what's coming out new in theaters. We got Furious 7. Furious. Woman in Gold. 527. Huh? Huh? Two sevens? (laughs) And Effie Gray. Uh, Before we play Guess the Ending, uh, let's give out some thanks first to uh, Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout, which you can find in the YouTube audio library. Uh, Let's also thank Justin Kizon uh, for doing our logo. You can find him at agentsofguard.com. The key. You can also find Nathan there. Yeah, I'm also there too. Agents of Guard. Uh, What else do you have to promote? Do you have more things? Uh, There's always Shrouded City. You already mentioned that. Right. And uh, and Shrouded City, which you can find at benviewnetwork.com slash comic. Woo! There we go. And um, also... uh, Always uh, looking out for other comic projects from Nathan Schultz. As three are now in the works. Woo. You're, st- you're you're writing more. I'm writing, and I got some artists. And not just Shrouded City. Are you expanding? Yeah, totally different stories. Oh, so we'll see. That's really cool. Yeah, that's I'm really excited about all that. Yeah. Are you going to be at WonderCon? Yes, that's, I am. That's coming up. Pro this week. I'll yeah, be there. I'll be there too. Wandering around. Maybe you can be on the MegaCast. Ooh, I'd love that's, to be. That's we do the Benview MegaCast um, at every con that we go to yeah and uh you could find that in there's a new feed uh just for shows like that it's called the benview one-offs if you go to benviewnetwork.com you'll find oh, all cool. of those things uh yeah so and agents of guard how would you describe agents of guard agents of guard is a bunch of friends that were also geeks who decided to get together and talk about everything and anything that they enjoy about geek culture 
And it's it's articles, written articles. Written articles. And that's, uh, that's cool. One or two videos that we'd like to hopefully start Ooh, there you go. And uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we are at least four to five times weekly. <laughs> hopefully seven times, every now and then, seven times, seven articles a week. But it, uh, it fluctuates, but it's always, we always get new content coming in every week. And uh, you can also check me out on a podcast called Shut Up, Leonard, uh, which is all about community, that great Yahoo screen show. <laughs> Uh, Six season of movie. Don't you love Yahoo Screen? Thanks, Yahoo, for bringing back community. <laughs> uh, you can find uh, that podcast, which is myself and Matt Benson talking all about community, at uh, on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod or uh, ShutUpLeonard.com or BenviewNetwork.com slash ShutUpLeonard. It's all there. If Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograb.org and ReadWave.com and his short stories, which are available on Amazon and Smashwords. Uh, either go to optograb.org for that or look him up. Thomas Willett. Jordan. Give yourself a moment. Collect yourself. I got it. I'm here. Uh, I work over at GamersaltWeekly.com where there's tons of news there. We do reviews. We cover all of the big conventions. And uh, every Monday, Tuesday, nope, Tuesday, Thursday, just kidding, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, it looks like uh, Fridays are no longer going to be a streaming day, but Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, we are streaming from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, this week, I think everyone was playing Bloodborne, and I think we're all going to be continuing to play Bloodborne because that is an amazing game that everyone should be playing if you own a PS4. Um, but make sure to tune in because it's always fun. To watch people die over and over and over again. Over and over. Yep. Very good. Uh, for all the other Benview Network podcasts, go to BenviewNetwork.com or follow uh, follow it on Twitter at Benview Network. Uh, or you should just go to our personal website, NEVpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at NEVpodcast or email us, NEVpodcast at gmail.com. And my personal Twitter is at Podcaster Andrew. Nathan, do you have a, you have a personal Twitter? I do. It's Nate the Greater. There you go. And I've actually been doing more stuff with it. So nice. Now you're coming to a good time. I'm going to put that in the show notes. And I'm out at Truvelk. <clears throat> All right. So now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Never. Starting with Nathan. Tell us what is the film you are doing and I, what's it about? I'm guessing uh, Furious 7. Uh, what's it about? It's about cars. It's about friendship. It's about uh, family. Redemption, family. family. It's about living life a quarter mile at a time. Uh, it's about having it's about a ride or, die. That, ride or die. It's about deciding between American made or, or you know foreign. We uh, it's all these stories, but really what the main story is how this is going to be bought by Disney. Uh, the main story is it's going to continue on. It's going to have spinoffs. We're going to have uh, you know Furious Eight, and then there's going to be Furious you know just you know Fast and Furious, and then you know underneath it uh, Rogue One. I'm waiting uh, for uh, when And gets a sequel. Yeah. We've had fast sequels. We've had furious sequels. Where's the And sequels? I haven't seen anything about that. They've, they've they can even tie it in to, isn't there a clothing company, yeah. And One? That's how they do it now. They can there do you f- go. Fast And, Rogue One, Furious 7, The the Woman in Black. Like I mean, this is like, Good. Good. we finally do this. It's live, definitely hollows. Live free or die hard. Yeah. Live We're free or die fast. This fast. movie's gonna yeah. just suddenly end with like a big portal that opens up, and suddenly they can drive into any any storyline they want. If this is Doctor Who shows up, we can have we can have the Star Wars universe, we can have the X Men universe. They race the Supernatural boys at one point. Exactly, yep. they do, and it's I mean it's gonna be a great one. I mean, mm-hmm. you get the Impala against the whatever 
car of the week they got. And just, boom. <laughs> and Vin Diesel. Car and Vin Diesel and, and Jensen Ackles just like giving each other the eyes. They drive in. Then and afterwards, they share pie together. And they share pie. And yeah. they, they, they get each other because they, because, you know, Dean mm. and Sam live one quarter mile at a time. Like, like this is always going to end with a like, very heartfelt like le- lesson that everyone, the family included, is going to learn. Uh, there's also going to be animated spinoffs. This will lead into the animated world, so you can have like oh, you know again, you can have uh, you know a Paul Walker animated, so you can bring him back. Oh. So there's a little bit of like 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 obvious commercialism and very crass storytelling, but sudden you know, hey Paul Walker man, he's animated. He he never died, not in our hearts. So um, we're gonna we're gonna it's just gonna go into <coughs> they just drive into a portal. That's the end of the movie. That's what's gonna happen. Wow. And uh, but Paul Walker will heroically off-screen sacrifice his life to send him through. Beautiful story. Wow. All right, so I'm going to guess the ending to Woman in Gold, directed by Simon Curtis, starring Helen Mirren, Ryan Reynolds, Daniel Brule, Katie Holmes. It's about Maria Altman, Altman, an octogenarian. That means she's an octopus, right? Octa, an octopodal Jewish refugee uh, takes on the government to recover artwork she believes rightfully belongs to her family. So. Um, uh, this is actually really interesting because this film is a spinoff of um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. They uh, they realized how much money that made, and there they wanted go. to uh, they wanted to keep it going. So the artwork that she believes is hers was actually, if you go back, freeze frame uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. It was right next to Boy with Apple. There it is, right there, and uh, it was stolen by um, oh, what's his name? The the guy who stole the art in the not. Yeah, not the main guy, not Ray Fiennes, but um, uh, the yeah. the not Nazis. The, the uh, not Nazis, yes. Yeah, they <laughs> they stole that art, and so um, uh, instead of tying the film, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. So Adrian <laughs> Brody stole Woman in Gold, which was the name of the painting, and uh, they were actually before the tie-in with Grand Budapest Hotel. They were going to tie it in with um, what was that called? Ocean's Eight. What was that? Yeah, Ocean's <laughs> film where Danny 14? Danny Ocean is in the 1940s and and saves the paintings. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, Monument Men. Thank you. So they didn't want to forget the second best exotic Marigold Hotel. Well, don't spoil the ending. Oh, I just okay. I'm sorry. So after Helen Mirren goes through uh, an Ocean's Eleven style uh, break breakthrough of the Nazi compound where the woman in gold is being kept, because actually um, the film takes place in the 80s, but Nazis are still around. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an alternate reality. Wolfenstein a, a universe. universe. Yeah. yeah, it's a separate universe. If they get this painting, they can bring back the fourth right. They can bring yeah. So yeah, they, so they she's got to stop them from from activating her painting, which has magical powers. I don't want to get into yeah. it. But at the end of it, when she does get her painting, she says, "I need a rest. I want to stay in the very best hotel here." And uh, Katie Holmes comes up. Katie Holmes is a granddaughter. She says, "Grandma, you're come on. You're not. You don't need the best hotel right here. There's the second best." And, then, and then, then there's a foot, there's like an eight foot distance to another an Indian <laughs> restaurant that she can get into. I believe it's a hundred feet. A hundred feet, a hundred foot. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but she says, "How convenient! A hundred foot journey will oh, take wow. me to this Indian <laughs> restaurant." This is amazing. What a journey! What uh, happened to my painting? <laughs> Katie Holmes sold it. Actually, that's the second. There's a sequel. Se- don't worry. There's a sequel. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how that film goes. Most certainly. Jordan, I like it. I want to watch the movie three times. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm doing five to seven, directed by Victor Levin. That's a long time. Are you yeah. are you going to be okay on the uh, inside? I don't know. I'm kind of tired. Okay. Uh, starring Glenn Close, Olivia Tribbly, uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah. 
And Tony Yoshin. Are you okay? Yoshin? And this, um, let me get this one for you. Bernice Merle. 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 She's French, Merle. so you gotta, you gotta roll a lot of Thanks, letters Thanks, Baymax. Merle. Yeah, that was just saying her name the whole time. <laughs> an aspiring novelist has an extramarital affair with a French diplomat's wife. See, I can do words. I can't do names. <laughs> words I'm good with. It's the names. I can see you sweating over there. You're getting kind of worried. Like, I got to read these names, don't I? <laughs> Every time. Every time. I never read the uh, names before uh, I pick the movie. Smith. Olivia uh, Smith. <laughs> Jordan Bert Scott. Bernie Wait, Smith. no, that's my name. He's done that one. Uh, you joke, Jones. but he's done that <laughs> oh, yes. one. He's been like, uh, Smith. Close Smith. enough. Yeah. Jones. I just changed last names. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> they know who they are. Tell me about this film. They're listening. Um, so... Uh, I don't know who I know who Glenn Close is. I don't recognize any other name, so I'm just gonna say Glenn Close Jeez. has uh, an extramarital affair with a French diplomat's wife. Good, and it's yeah. this beautiful story about how uh, the French diplomat, uh, you know, is kind of pushing for you know. In France, people are very open with their sexuality, but big time. This diplomat, the reason why he's a diplomat is he kind of wanted to get out of the country. Because he's not really cool with all that, he's he's kind of got some outdated views about sexuality, and that people have roles that they need to fill and stuff like that. And go um, his uh, yeah, and he's always like, "Go Phil, go Phil, go Phil." And uh, so his his wife was always someone that uh, they knew each other when they were kids, and it was just you know, it was more of a business transaction, them getting married, their two families wanted to consolidate out their wealth and their political power into one, you know, one source. So uh, her feelings were never taken into account and she realizes through her interactions with Glenn Close that she was never actually straight. And she likes them old. Well, diplomats not young. They're, uh-huh. they're both of older age. That's true. Um, yeah, it doesn't say an age. Uh, so, uh, so it's it's just about this like awakening of you know her sexuality and who she is a person and she realizes that she's always been living by her family's view of what she should be and her husband's view of what she should be and she's never really she's always done stuff to kind of help his political career like the stuff that she's in the charities that she does all the stuff like she cares about them but it's never been about her and about what she loves so um, it's kind of it's about how she has this awakening and then her and Glenn Close have to, you know, try and get away without, cause the diplomat, you know, he's got political power. He, he, they come from wealthy families. So he's got some muscle behind him. You know, he's not a bad person. He's not going to send people out to kill her or anything like that. But, he's but, keep, you know. but he doesn't believe in uh divorce either. And it'll look bad for his, his, you know, political career. Yeah. So, uh, she and Glenn, Glenn Close have to, you know, find a way to, have disappear and and go go you know be happy together somewhere where they can't be found and it's eventually they do and it's a nice happy ending oh okay they succeed yeah. that's good all right so now we have ended the guessing so that went from a five to a seven <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the uh the terminal that they have to go to their plane was originally seven. at five, but, it changes. but they changed it to seven to avoid so the people who are coming to find them. Yeah, it's oh, chase. When they roll, they are home nice. free. They get on a different plane. Genius. Yep. All right. So too bad the guessing was ended at that point because that doesn't. That it's counts. too bad. No, that counts. No, it's so, it's it's look. It's a part of the movie. Special features. I just didn't. I forgot to tell that part. All right. Sure. <laughs> 
Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this this episode has been episode 219 of Nerds of You. Next week, uh, you better believe it, uh, we're going on one final ride. Yeah. And uh, we'll, and we'll figure that out. We're going to need you to do a little review of your experience of watching all of the Fast and Furious movies yeah, in, a a little w- in a week. I'll give a taste. I need to know what yeah. you think about it. <laughs> or yeah. if I just drive crazy everywhere now. Yeah. Yeah. You just Tokyo well, I got some spot. nitrous added to my car. It's cool. Uh, I never even saw you hit the brake. Uh, <laughs> you just went around and then kind of did a Ace Ventura like a glove slide into your parking spot. Yeah. It's beautiful. I learned. Yep. I'll it learn in a week. That's what happens. use of the e-brake. You watch, yeah. When you watch all those movies, it's just how it happens. I just make a lot of turns down the wrong way, down one-way streets because I know they're empty. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's how it's going to be. I like uh, it. So yeah, next week, Furious 7. Uh who knows going to be? Who knows who will be joining us? Uh, it could be you. <laughs> <laughs> you, the right listener. in, right in. We'll right, pick a one right lucky. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we will fly you out. We'll pay all we expenses. Not, this what? Is not, no? no. Oh, okay. No. Do you have any power in suggesting that? <laughs> well, you can. Uh, if wonderful Nathan wants guest to fly out, you. yeah, <laughs> you can handle <laughs> all the expenses paid by Nathan. Uh, up to twenty dollars <laughs> uh, to not exceed. <laughs> That's, I don't even think that's a cab ride from that's a bus the New York City. That's, that's a bus a fare. A bunch of meals. <laughs> you really it's a bus fare. Stretch them out and go to make your own sandwiches. All right. Until next week, uh, this has been Nerds Eye View. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. And I was Nathan. children yeah they just <laughs> starving on the streets outside of there and he looks down upon him on the on his floor <laughs> like eight o'clock happens all the doors open all the children come out and just run around in circles they're just wearing rags for no reason they just like one around you throw crusts in that's why an ice cream truck comes by and it's just like they mob it they're running after they don't need any money to buy the ice cream it just parks and they just throw out the ice cream out <laughs> he's just got this big hole bucket and just tosses them out like it's like slop This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.